Hello and welcome to BSN Extra. I am your host, Jason Barfield. It is hard to believe, but it is almost basketball season. Hoops is right around the corner, and Jason Hooten will come in studio to talk about it. We're going to talk about the schedule, really the challenges that he had putting this whole thing together. We're going to look at some of the returning players, the newcomers who he thinks will have an impact. And then we're going to talk a little bit about the transition to Conference USA and some of the things that he's having to put in place as the Bearcats prepare to make the move to another league starting next season. All of that coming up right here on BSN Extra. Bearcat fans, single game tickets for the Sam Houston men's and women's basketball seasons are now available to purchase. Reserve your seats now to cheer on the Bearcats at Johnson Coliseum throughout the 22-23 season. To purchase tickets, you can go to gobearcats.com or call the Bearcat Athletic Ticket Office at 936-294-1729. We look forward to seeing you here at Johnson Coliseum. Eat them up, cats. And welcome back to BSN Extra. Jason Barfield here, and I'm now joined by head basketball coach Jason Hooten. And uh, coach, we're right around the corner. How are we feeling about the season? It is here. Uh, I was thinking about it last night, and it's amazing how fast uh, you know we go from just being in preseason practice to all of a sudden November the seventh, and we're excited. I think we've seen some some growth and some improvement over the last two weeks, and. Uh, I believe our guys are ready to to play for one that counts. When you look at uh, just kind of the overall schedule this year, you know, opening up with Oklahoma, you've got some games on the schedule that are going to test you guys this year, isn't it? We'll be tested a lot, uh, especially early on, you know, with that game at, at Oklahoma. And then and three games later or two games after that, um, we go to Utah. So right away, as you said, we'll be tested and, you know, I think – really all year long. We've got a lot of road games, you know, how hard it is to win on the road. And I'm hoping by the time that uh, December the 29th comes, our team will be battle-tested and ready to go for our last year in the WAC. I'm about to say, when you look at uh, the WAC schedule, you went through it last year. What are some of the things that maybe you learned about WAC play, WAC basketball, that uh, that maybe you had to adjust to for this season? Yeah, um, you know, some really good thoughts there. Um, yeah, I think going just from the Southland to the WAC, there was a huge, a huge jump. Um, you know, maybe more than anything would just be the the depth of the WAC, night in and night out, uh, the travel. You know, there's some trips in there that make it very, very difficult, not just the opponent you're playing or the coach or the players, but also just the trip in itself. So, I think those are things that I look at for this year and, and, and maybe, you know, with some of the returners that we have, knowing what they're getting into, like, hey, this this thing is tough. You know, you've got to travel to Utah three or four times and, you know, you've got trips where you play on a Thursday night and then all of a sudden, you know, you turn around and have to play on a Saturday. So that makes it difficult for sure. Um, you know, I think the other thing, Jason, is just getting some familiarity with those teams uh, and their style of play. Um, you know, maybe the venues that you're going to play in, what it's like, you know, playing at a Tarleton or playing at a Seattle, uh, you know, some of those places that we had never been to before. So there, there's a lot of things that we can take from that first year. And I think more than anything is how good it was. Uh, it was a really, really good basketball league. And 
you know, it's always, you know, you don't want to, you'd like to have some easy games for sure as a coach, but man, how fun it is to compete on a night in and night out basis. When you look at the schedule, you know, kind of knowing the travel that you're going to have to do this year, did that kind of go into adding games like Utah and a trip to Nevada, um, trips that you typically haven't scheduled? You haven't normally gone west with your non-conference stuff. Did that play into your scheduling this year? Yeah, uh, I think I think it really did. You know, the Utah game was was a game that's part of an MTE, and in that MTE, we get to go to Fort Myers, uh, Florida. Uh, hopefully, we'll still do that. As of right now, it's on. Um, Pray for those people down there and a fast recovery. But, yeah, I, was, I thought that, you know, getting to play maybe a neutral site, um, two really good mid-majors that we'll get to play down there, uh, you know, that package was that we had to go to Utah. And when I looked at it, Jason, I said, oh, wow, we we're going to have to go to Utah this year anyway, and maybe that gives us a chance to see what that trip's like and travel. And, and then the Nevada game, we just kind of felt like that game was a game that, you know, might have a chance to go in there and really compete and they had lost some key players and it just kind of added up uh, I thought that was one that you know we just added up and now though after looking at uh, travel and how hard it is to get to Reno maybe I would have changed my mind and not scheduled that game but no it, it's it's going to be a lot of fun and I think it's as you said in the, the beginning of the podcast like it's going to get our guys ready and prepared for whack play. When you look at the scheduling overall, though, you know, one thing that does kind of jump out is no home D1 non-conference. And I know typically you can get a game or two like that here. How difficult was it to to build the schedule this year? It was the most difficult it's ever been. You know, I feel like I've spent all of spring and all of summer just almost on a daily basis making phone calls and working the working that schedule really hard, and it just didn't work out. You know, I thought late we had a couple of on the line, and, and, you know, I apologize to everyone out there for us being so late at getting our schedule finished and complete, but I really was holding on there for the end. I wanted to see if maybe we could just, you know, get somebody to bite, and uh, and it just didn't work out. We had a few, few opportunities uh, of some really, really good opponents that were going to come in here and play, and and it just didn't it didn't it didn't pan out. So in, in, instead, Jason, we're gonna you know we're gonna start a series at Texas State, uh, you know, a Sun Belt team and a team that's won their league two years in a row. We're gonna start a series at Louisiana Monroe, which is a team that we played back in the old Southland days. And in return, those those both will come back to Johnson Coliseum next year. And so you know, right off the bat, we've already gonna have two non-conference Division One home games here next year, and hopefully we can you know, maybe get to where we can add one or two more and, and play 15, 16, 17 home games next year. So, you know, by by not having one this year, you were able, though, to to kind of look ahead to, to next season and start really thinking more forward on the schedule then, right? We had to, yeah. I mean, that was something that, you know, I well, do you take, take the lumps this year? And, and hopefully, I say lumps, I mean, hopefully our guys are – you know, hopefully we have a really good team and we can win a lot of road games and have a really good record. But, you know, first year in Conference USA, um, again, it'll be a little bit like last year. First year in the WAC, we don't know a lot about our opponents. A lot of them we've never played before. And so, you know, going in, you, you, you know, there's a lot of uh, uncertainty there. And so, you know, to be able to have a bunch of preseason home games to give our guys some confidence, um, not to mention that we're going to lose some some fifth-year seniors this year. Uh, I thought it was it was going to be, you know, maybe a smart move on our part. 
when you look at the conference part of the schedule, you guys will open on the road. You're at Utah Valley, at New Mexico State. Um, you know, it's a late December kind of holiday season. Uh, what sort of challenges does that present? Opening on the road, long trip, you know, that that between Christmas and New Year time is always kind of tough. Um, you know, what are you, what are you looking for on that? Well, we, I mean, uh, I'm not sure we could have started off of an any harder schedule. You know, as you said, we've got to go to, we've got to go to Utah Valley, who I think will be one of the most probably under, you know, thought about team in our league. I mean, I think they're going to be really good. They've got a lot of guys back. I know they lost the big fella inside, but I think they're going to be really good. But we play them on a Thursday night, Jason, and then on Saturday at four o'clock we have to be in Las Cruces, New Mexico, and uh, that's a law. Uh, that's a hard geographic trip from uh, Salt Lake to El Paso and then over to Las Cruces. So that's going to be a tough trip. It really is. And then when we come home on Thursday, we've got Grand Canyon staring at us in the face. So, um, you know, and then Tarleton on Saturday. And then we go back to Utah. The The good part about that is, is in my opinion, the hardest two trips we get out of the way during the holidays where we aren't in school our guys can concentrate on only basketball. And then we also have some time to recover and not have to, you know, go to study hall or go to wait. You know, I mean, there's going to be some, there's going to be a lot of positives out of that. We're, and we're going to make positives out of that trip. Yeah, you talk about that trip. That's at Southern Utah, at Utah Tech, January 12th, January 14th. So another trip out to you. That was what, third trip to Utah? We're going to Utah three times. I've got a buddy. Well, actually, uh, you know, uh, He's, he's already told us, he's like, hey, you know, you're you're, you're going to see how beautiful our state is. And I said, well, I'm not sure if uh, at that time of the year of cold and snow is, is beautiful. But it is probably going to be really pretty. And, and again, Jason, we just got to make the most of that and be, you know, and, and take that head on. Because I think that is going to say a lot about our season, getting off to a really good start in white play. Let's say you've got an opportunity. You've got some some tough games on the road. But if you can go get some W's there, then you turn around and you've got a nice little stretch at home at the end of January as you start building towards February and towards the end of the season. Yeah, I mean, you know, early road games, Jason, I've always looked at it as somewhere at some point in time in your conference schedule, whether it's in the middle or the late, there's going to be a reciprocation there of having some home games, as you said, and trying to put a stretch together where you're playing really well and getting on a run. And hopefully that's what we're going to do this year. And one of the new look teams, uh, kind of familiar to you though, UT Arlington joins the league this year. Um, you know, how nice is it to be able to add a, a team that's an in-state team, easy travel, but somebody you're somewhat familiar with. And a team that you maybe feel like you should always have been playing anyway. Uh, you know, I think them and Texas state and people like that, that are, you know, right around the corner, two hour drives, two and a half hour, three hour drives. You know, to me, it only makes sense to play each other. So I was really glad to see uh, UTA join. And, you know, again, that's another just a down and back trip, you know, or spend the night, turn around, go back the next day after the game, not get back too late. So and, and good competition, you know, a good team. It's very well coached. Greg Young has been a friend of mine for, you know, 25 years, and he's a great coach, does a great job. Um, they'll be very, very uh, competitive and tough and, uh, so I, I'm excited about that for sure. And, you know, then we just, um, you know, Southern Utah is really good, adding them to the league and, you know, another long, long trip, um, but a team that's also very well coached and has had a lot of success in the other conference that they were in. 
Yeah, and you talk about, you know, you get those trips out of the way, and then the back half of your schedule, you know, when you kind of get into that grind of conference play, I mean, from February on, you've got a road game at Abilene and a road game at Tarleton, but you're home against UTA, home against Cal Baptist, home against Southern Utah, and then in March you wrap things up at SFA, so an easy trip there, and then home against Abilene Christian. So the schedule really sets up well as you're making a push there towards the end of the season. It does, and you've you've just got to – you know, you've got to get off to a good start, and you got to find a way to grind and win some of those tough home or road games early. And, and you know, a lot of that has to do with, you know, keeping that uh, that mindset for your guys and having that confidence because, you know, winning, winning bodes a lot of confidence no matter what it is. And so hopefully we can win some of those games early and then put us in a position to make a huge run there late. All right, well, we're going to take a break. When we come back, Coach Hooten will – Stay with us, and we're going to talk some players and talk a little bit more about this upcoming season and what he expects to see from some of the guys individually here on BSN Extra. Hey, Bearcat fans, tickets are on sale now for the final two home football games of the season. So be sure, log on, get your tickets. November 12th, Bearcats take on Abilene Christian, and then November 19th, Southern Utah comes to visit Bower Stadium. It will be homecoming for that one late in the year, a late homecoming. So make sure you have your tickets for that one. Log on, gobearcats.com slash tickets, or check it out in the Go Bearcats app. Eat them up, cats. And welcome back to BSN Extra. Jason Barfield here, joined again by Jason Hooten. And uh, let's talk a little bit about the team, the makeup, and just, uh, you know, kind of what you've seen from the guys. You've got a good group of newcomers that have come in, and you've got a really good group of returners who've kind of been through the battles and have been tested. How's that mix going right now? Well, it's it's it definitely has started to take shape and improve. I do think, though, Jason, that is the, the part that we've got to get better at and that's the new guys you know they've got to start to come on and start to um you know mix in there a little bit with all those returners because those those are some very talented young men and guys that are going to help us if we're gonna you know make a push for this whack again this season so uh overall I've been excited we had a good summer I mean um you know a really good participation second semester we had almost everyone here but one and the first semester we had just new guys here. So those guys have had an opportunity to uh, learn our system, you know, learn our, our terminology of, of things. And then, you know, a really good, you know, four weeks of some competition in there where we did do some things where, you know, we were trying to get into five on five at that point in time. And then the fall has been very good to us. We've, we've made a lot of, uh, of headway. Uh, we've improved. We've gotten better. And then we played two really good teams in scrimmages, two teams that are picked to win their their leagues. And uh, I, I saw the first week, um, we, I thought our conditioning wasn't quite there into game shape yet. Um, we competed well, and we played hard. And then last week, uh, I, I could start to see maybe the team starting to shape a little bit more. Um, you know, like most teams at this time of the year, Jason, we're a little beat up. Uh, we've got two guys right now with some injuries that are not serious, but just kind of lingering to where I've kept them out of some practices because I don't want it to to carry on into next week and, you know, the week after. And, 
you know, and we, now we look up and it's December and we're still trying to, you know, get them a hundred percent. We, we need those guys a hundred percent right now. So we've got a long ways to go, but I, I do like the way things are starting to shape up. You've got three returning seniors who I know are going to be a big part of this. Tristan Epe, Dante Powers, JV on May. Um, those guys have played a lot of basketball for you. Um, you know, how important are their roles going to be and how maybe how are their roles going to be maybe a little bit different this year than what they've been in the past? Yeah, <clears throat> they are definitely three guys that are the backbone of our team, you know, as far as being fifth-year seniors, COVID guys, I call them. Um, and just being, you know, tough and gritty and knowing exactly what it takes to win. Uh, and then also being okay with whatever role that is, you know, whether it's a starter or whether it's coming off the bench or whether it's scoring one night or rebounding or defending, they just want to win and they know what it takes to do that. So I'm excited about all three of them. I think their leadership has improved since last year, even, uh, you know, Tristan, I've always, you know, harped to him about, uh, you know, he's a great leader, but not a vocal leader. And so he's done a way better job this year of being more vocal trying to, you know, uh, get those new guys incorporated into our system a lot quicker. You know, Javion's kind of the same way, the same mold, maybe a little bit more quieter type of leader, um, but he has also done a better job of, of talking and being verbal. Uh, and then Dante's always been a talker. Um, I think the biggest thing with Dante is just, you know, being consistent every day with, with his play. Uh, I've never had a, a problem with Dante's leadership or his – you know, his effort is just, uh, you know, his consistent play and trying to get him better. And, and, uh, but all three of those have done a great job with our team. And, and, you know, they'll, they're going to be an integral part of it this year. You know, last year, obviously, you got such a huge boost from the grad transfer with Savion and, um, you know, what he meant to this team and really brought something to this team that, that y'all hadn't had before. Um, so you lose him, you bring in another grad transfer. Quay Grant, uh, what have you seen from him? Kind of what does his game look like? What can we expect to see? What type of player is he? Well, um, he, he's definitely not Savion Flag, so I don't want everyone to uh, – but that's not saying that he's not a great player. He's just not like Savion. You know, Savion was a guy that, as you said, we probably haven't had a 6'7 guy who can play inside and out like that in a long time, if not ever. And so, you know, Quay is a point guard. Um, you know, he's about six foot one, and but he's really strong and a really good comparison. Uh, and, and hopefully all the listeners will know what I'm talking about here. Um, but uh, Hall of Honor inductee Ashton Mitchell this past year, um, you know, Quay uh, reminds me a lot of Ashton. And – you know, uh, obviously Ashton passing and, you know, just how much we loved Ashton and how much he meant to our program and the winner, you know, that he was. When I look at Quay every day, I see a lot of those same attributes. Um, you know, the they're built a lot alike, their athleticism, their quickness, their toughness, their body. Uh, but also that, you know, Quay's a winner. You know, he's a guy that refuses to, to lose and you know, he's going to always go down swinging. And so I really like him, you know, in our two scrimmages thus far, he's he's been our leading scorer, and I believe he'll be our leading scorer this season. Uh, but he also is a guy that can get, you know, the others involved. And 
And I think he has a good a good pace about him and a good feel for him to know when to and when not to. And, you know, and, and um, he, he's been really good for us and what we needed, you know. And, and we're really blessed, Jason, because we've got two-point guards. I mean, you know, J.D. Ray, who had a heck of a year last year, and – you know, J.D. has even elevated his game more, you know, bringing Quay in and those two guys competing and going at it each day. But when it's all said and done, they're also going to play a whole lot together. And, you know, that was our mindset from the beginning, bringing him in. I was about to ask, how you know, are there scenarios where you will see both of them on the floor at the same time and can play off each other? Oh, yeah. It's probably especially the last three or four minutes of the game, you know, having those two guys in to handle the ball and make free throws and, and you know, and, and be able to guard. They can both really, really guard the ball, which I thought, you know, our defense last year was one of the better ones we've had in the last couple of years. Um, and not that we haven't had great defenses. I just thought we were elite last year. And it had a lot to do with J.D., you know, being able to take the the, the ball and, and out of the point guard's hands and pressure and be tough and, you know, all those things. And Quay can do the same thing. And so to have those two guys, as you said, in there together, uh, it's going to make for some potent, potent defense. Among your other kind of returners on this team, who are you looking to see that next step from? You know, that that got in the mix, got some playing time last year, but now may have that next opportunity. Yeah, I, you know, I no one in particular off. I, I think that this will be an interesting year in, in that it reminds me a lot of our team in 2019, our last championship team. Because I, I'm, I, there's someone out there right now that's going to do that. I just don't know who it is because I do think we have a few. Um, we, we've got a few that can do it, and and I'm not sure which one it's going to be. It's going to be an interesting, you know, like going into that year, Jason. None of us knew it was going to be Cameron Delaney. Yeah, like, you know, he's a good player, but is he going to be the player of the year in our league? And I'm not saying we're going to have a player of the year on our team. I'm just saying there is a Cameron Delaney on our team somewhere. I really do feel that, and maybe two. And so that that's exciting. Every day we go to work, you know, every day we go to practice, it's a different guy usually. And so I, I've got a hard job early is to try to figure out who to play and when to play them. And, and then as the season usually goes on, those things work themselves out, right? And so right now I'm excited about that because we do have a couple of different options. I think our bench will be better and deeper than it's been. And in fact, in both scrimmages, our our bench has outscored our opponent's bench, which is always a real good sign. Um, you know, Kean Scroggins has really stepped up, and he's been been really good this fall. Um, I'm, I'm I'm excited to see what he's going to do w- with that time. Um, you know, so the, I just think overall, you know, we're 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 going to be, I think, a better team. And then now the newcomers who join the team, you know, what are you seeing from them? Who are some other names that that we're going to become familiar with as the season goes on? Yeah, um, you know, I, I think Casey's, you know, I know you and I have. Say it. Say the last name. Iziagu. 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 I was going to let you do it. I yeah. wasn't going to try. No, I, I, think we, I think we both got it. So, you know, Casey's, he's, he's been a pleasant surprise for us. You know, a guy who's played in the Big 12, played about 13 to 14 minutes a game last year at K-State. And he's a really big guy. I mean, he's a legitimate six foot ten and 255 pounds. And um, he's given us, Jason, what we haven't had since Mike Holyfield. I mean, it's a, it's a definite um, inside presence. When you drive in there, there's a big 
there's a big guy there at the basket. And we didn't have that last year. You know, uh, Tristan had to play out of position all year long. And now we get to move Tristan back to his comfortable position of power forward, which is what he is. So Casey's been been really, really good for us. You know, we, we had a young man last year that got hurt. Uh, he's also really big, you know, six foot ten, two hundred and sixty pounds. You know, Giovanni, we call him Gio. Uh, Imejiru, uh, another one hard for uh, a pronunciation there, but but Gio has been he's been good. He just doesn't have a lot of uh, basketball miles, so to speak, on him. He's got a lot of uh, experience that he needs to gather and get better and better. But he has a chance to help us some sometime soon, I hope. And um, you know. <sighs> Probably one of the guys, and I'll go to the guards in a second, but we, we took a young man, a Division II transfer, uh, Cameron Hufner from um, Maladay in Australia, and he has been a really, really pleasant surprise. Uh, he, gives us a, a, he gives us a stretch four. You know, he's a young man that can really shoot the three ball, but he also has a really, really good game with his back to the basket. And really – just him and Tristan have complemented each other in that position very well. I mean, it just gives us two guys there. You know, we've got two inside guys. So now we're really starting to see some depth. And, and that's kind of what we wanted to do and build. And you've got to do that, Jason, if you're going to, you know, compete at a high level in the WAC and then Conference USA. You've got to have that in Conference USA. He was third leading scorer last year at Pittsburgh State. Um, so, you know, a guy who, who can shoot and, you know, is not going to be – Asked to do too much, but can be that player who can spell some guys and and kind of fill that role, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, the interesting thing is when you look at that statistically and what he did at Pittsburgh State, uh, he's got three years left, and I think he's just really starting to scratch the surface. And, in fact, right now um, I'm going to go out on a limb and say he's going to be one of our top two or three scorers. And a good player, uh, really versatile, really smart, high IQ guy. Um you know, he's a, he's a mold out of a Ryan Bright, bigger, you know, I mean, he's a legitimate six foot eight, um, you know, and can, can do some things. And so we're, we're excited about him. I think he's going to be a little bit of a sleeper for our team. And that's kind of an, uh, an interesting one, too, because we don't see a lot of D2 transfers here. Uh, you typically have, you know, your, your D1 guys transferring over, whether it's from a K-State or a Wichita State or Savion last year from A&M. Or you've got the JUCO guys who play two years of JUCO, and then they come in and they've got two years here. So, kind of, how did that play out? How did you know? How did you end up with him here? Well, that's the portal world that we're in now, um, and really, some of the Division two guys. You know, if you're a D two guy, you might have gotten overlooked or overseen, or you're a late bloomer, and then they go to a D two, and you know, like Cameron. Uh, the the way we got Cameron was pretty simple. You know. Justin Bailey, my assistant coach, was an assistant at Pittsburgh State and recruited Cameron there. And the boss, the head coach at the time, Kim Anderson, retired last year. And so, you know, Cameron just didn't want to go back. He didn't have Justin there nor the head coach that recruited him. And, you know, next thing you know, he was interested in coming to Sam Houston. So I, I think that's kind of how that all played out. You know, if, if you look at it, though, uh, you know, Quay Grant was a he was also a D two All American at West Texas A and M and played in the championship game in Division two basketball before going to Wichita State. So that gives us kind of two D two guys there in the last you know couple of years. Um, and as you said, you know it's it's something that we haven't done before for sure. Um, and then you know, I Jason, we've got a couple of guards. You know, our two junior college guards are very talented. Um, 
you know, Lamar and Ron are both guys that I think are going to be an integral part of this team, and, and we're going to need them to be because they both can really shoot and score. And I thought last year, you know, Lampley obviously had a great career here, but our depth behind Lampley at times, I thought, kind of bit us some last year. And so we, we've we, we've got more of that than we've had, you know, with, with Ron and Lamar. They're both going to be um, – I think they're going to both be integral parts and, and, and we're going to have some, you know, we're going to have some different ways we can play and different ways that we can go with those guys. All right. Well, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back one more quick segment. A few little things I want to talk to you about. We'll get to that here in just a moment here on BSN Extra. Bearcat fans, single game tickets for the Sam Houston men's and women's basketball seasons are now available to purchase. Reserve your seats now to cheer on the Bearcats at Johnson Coliseum throughout the 22-23 season. To purchase tickets, you can go to GoBearcats.com or call the Bearcat Athletic Ticket Office at 936-294-1729. We look forward to seeing you here at Johnson Coliseum. Eat them up, cats. And welcome back to BSN Extra. Jason Barfield here once again. Jason Hooten joins us. Final segment here. And a few little things I want to touch on. But, you know, last year's conference tournament, it was different. You know, we've gotten used to to going down to Katy, and it's been an easy trip. You drive down there, a familiar setting, and, you know, something we got used to. This year, this past year was different. It was Vegas. It had a different feel to it. Um, Just kind of what were your thoughts on, on kind of the change of pace conference tournament and going out to Vegas, knowing there's four other conference tournaments going on there at the same time, just kind of what do you remember about that? Kind of what what were your thoughts of that? Yeah, I mean, we all got really spoiled with Katie. You know, it was almost like a home game for us, uh, hopping the bus. You know, normally if we played on a Friday, what we left Thursday afternoon after practice, I mean, you know, it, it was – it could get you really, really spoiled for sure. Um, but but going to Vegas last year, I thought our guys handled it really well. They, I think they took it as we're going to try to win a conference tournament. They didn't take it as, oh, man, we're getting to go to Vegas. Because I do also feel like at this point in time, I mean, everybody's gone and been to Vegas before, right? And so um, just like, you know, you said all the different leagues that are having their tournaments there, I think you really start to feel like this is big-time basketball and, you know, what an opportunity to be able to play on a stage like that where there's a lot of attention and, you know, a lot of people know what you're doing. Yeah, I thought, you know, for me, I thought the neat thing about it was, you know, it felt like, you know, in Katy, you went, you played your game, you went back to the hotel, and, you know, you thought about the next day's game. I thought it was interesting, you know, being at the Orleans Arena, um, and, you know, you walk back to the hotel and, you know, the, the arena is walk, walking distance and, you know, it's all part of the same complex. And you go back and in the casino, you see fans, you see administrators, coaches, players from other teams. And there's just, you know, there's that mingling. And, I mean, Gonzaga was there right before our tournament started. So you had all the Gonzaga fans. I thought it just created a really neat atmosphere. And like I said, it it almost felt like, the NCAA tournament had started like that. You were already a part of the tournament experience. Yeah, that's a good point by you. I, I do think it felt that way. 
uh, felt like an NCAA atmosphere. And, you know, the other part of that is, is it getting you prepared for that? You know, is it getting you prepared for a first-round NCAA game by being in a venue like that, like you said, mixing and mingling with other teams and, you know, other situations? So, uh, yeah, it, I mean, again, it just felt like it felt different. It felt like big-time basketball. It felt like, I don't want to say we've arrived, but it did feel like that we've gone into a different era. We've gone into a different level of basketball. And, you know, and I, I – I felt that way after playing in that league, you know, 18 games, you know, we finished 13 and five and tied for second. And we're literally a layup away here against Utah Valley from winning the league. Right. Or a crazy play that happened at SFA with 0.4 seconds left on the clock. I mean, you, you just those two alone, if you win one of those, you, you win the league or tie at least. And if you win both of them, you probably outright win the league. And then we were blessed to have beaten the league champion, you know, by 30 here. So, um, yeah, just that, that tournament was, it was a different feel, as you said. I think it was one that, you know, if you leave here being the tournament champion, like, like New Mexico State did, you got a chance to win a first-round game. What do you take away from that? And do you do anything different this time around going back for a second year? Man, I, I, I would not have done, I would have not have done anything different. Um I felt like we prepared the right way, the way we needed to. Jason, I've watched that Grand Canyon game five times, and there's uh, if there were ten plays to end the game, nine of the ten I would have done everything the exact same way. There was one play in there um, that a shot ended up not exactly being where I wanted it to be from, but the other eight times we got the ball exactly who to who we wanted to get it to, and it just didn't go in. And – you know, and you got to give them credit on the last play that they scored, I think 58 seconds to go when we were up one, and the kid made a turnaround jump shot in the lane over the top of someone, which if you shoot over the top of someone, there's not much you can do about it other than just they were a little bit taller than you. So, and, and again, I've watched that game. That was a really good, well-played basketball game by two teams, and they just happened to make one more play than we did. And that was, you know, I know that's a – kind of a sports talk, right? Oh, yeah, well, he made one more play. They made one more play than we did, and that was that was just it, you know. And down, depressed, hurts. But at the end of the day, when you look back and lose games like that and you feel like your team and you, you know, did everything possible in order to have a chance to win, I, I felt that way. We just, it just didn't, we just didn't win it that day. Well, one of the things that we've done with this podcast, we've had Bobby Williams on quite a bit, and we're, we're talking about this transition and this move to Conference USA. And, you know, for football, there's a lot that goes into it. I mean, they're changing classifications. They're moving divisions to FBS. Um, but, you know, it's a change for you guys as well. It's going to be a change for all sports. So what are we – I mean, we're right at about a year since this was done. And um, – so over this year, obviously, you're preparing for your final season of the WAC. What have you started doing, or what can you start doing in terms of preparing for Conference USA? I think there's some things that you just, you know, it's kind of like having kids. You know, everybody tries to warn you, or not warn you, but prepare you for when you have kids. And you and I both know you don't know until you've had a kid, right? So I don't know there's going to be some things there that we don't we're not going to really know until we get in the fire, right? But the overall, I think the overall goal of trying to build a program that's 
very competitive in Conference USA. Started the day that Bobby Williams called me and said, hey, look, don't say anything, but I think this is what we're going to do. And I never said anything to anybody for about two-week period, but also in my mind, I already started that process. Like, this is what we got to do. We got to start diff- recruiting a different guy right now. And, again, it's no disrespect to any of the kids that have come through our program. I just think that, you know, you're, you're looking at guards, for example, six-foot guards are now six-foot-four and six-foot-five. And, you know, that's a big reason why we went out and recruited Lamar Wilkerson, who's six-foot-four. And, you know, Anthony Rishit, who's six-foot-three-four. You know, I mean, just, it's just a different pattern. You know, Casey, six-foot-ten. Geo, six-foot-ten. You know, and, and again, we've still got to, you know, be tough and do all those skilled things and everything. But I just think that that was a mindset and a start. And then more than anything, Jason, it's it's the um, it, it's that personification. Out, like, you know, it's what everybody is thinking. Hey, you're in Conference USA now. Well, we're going to listen to you. Like, we maybe we weren't listening to you when you were in the Southland or whatever. But, you know, now we're. Uh, we're we're going to listen to you here. And so we, we've gotten involved with maybe another step level of student athlete, which is what we have to do. We know that, right? And then the other, the last thing, though, is, is like we also don't need to underestimate how good the WAC is. The WAC is a really good basketball league. Conference USA is a really good basketball league. So I think we're already, you know, um, you know we're, we're already mentally understanding, like, this whack has prepared us for that next step into Conference USA. It's not like we're going from the Southland to, you know, the Conference USA. But to say, does the whack make this transition maybe a little bit easier or just maybe help you kind of understand, you know, the quality and the type of player that you've got to have to make that level? Had, otherwise, had you been making the jump from the Southland to Conference USA and not have that transition does that change things a little bit for you? It, it, I think you're exactly right. I mean, I think both of those things. I think just being in the whack has helped. It, it's helped that. It's also given us an idea and an understanding of what we need, like what type of player we need. And, you know, the, 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 the challenge will be you're going into a league and playing different coaches and different styles like we did in the whack, and that'll take some getting used to, right? First time you have to go to Middle Tennessee, and you know, but like – for example, UTEP, we've played and seen before. Louisiana Tech, we've played and seen before. You know, there's some teams in there that we have some familiarity with, but like Middle Tennessee, you know, my my time here, we haven't played Western Kentucky. We haven't played. I know how good they are and how big they are. And, you know, and then I think the last thing, which are, uh, you know, uh, obviously Dr. White, Bobby Williams, I mean, our administration, you know, is everybody's doing – their part and what they need to do in order to help us with this jump. And, you know, and that'll be the next thing, right, is the the resource and the just figuring out what it's going to take to be competitive and what everybody else has got and what everybody else is doing. And I think we have an idea of that a little bit right now. But I've seen a lot of change here in the last year or two in, in that right way. Like the trajectory of where we need to go and where we're going, I see that. And that's from Dr. White's leadership and – you know, obviously Bobby Williams, you know, just giving us some resources and some things that we need in order for us to continue to compete and, and compete with the teams that we're going to have to. You know, talking to Casey about the, the recruiting side of things, and I think one of the things he said that has really stood out to him has been the guys that they've talked to, that they're getting into houses and talking to guys. 
that they didn't have that opportunity to talk to in the past. Is that something you're seeing as well? Absolutely. Same thing. I mean, you know, we're, you know, parents and AAU coach, just everybody, you know, Conference USA, okay. You know, it's like going from uh, being respectful listening to a serious listening, like, hey, you know, this could I could see us being at this place now. And, you know, those other things, Jason, haven't ever changed about Sam Houston State University. You know, we've obviously got, you know, uh, a tremendous location, right? I mean, you know, we're right here uh, – less than an hour from Houston, like we're with this, none of that's changed, right? Our education, I mean, our degrees here are all outstanding and first class and, you know, tops in, in their areas. So those things have not changed about Sam Houston. Um, so, the, you know, it's just the level, like everybody's listening now and, you know, you're going to start going to stores and you're going to be able to buy stuff and do, you know, it's just different, I think. And, and all of that, you know, combined, I, I believe is going to get us to where we need to be. I would say, so, you know, you've got this last year in the whack, but what are the next steps for this program as y'all start, continue this transition? Well, I, you know, I, we've, we've been very, very, as you know, very, very competitive. We've been in the top four in whichever league, whether it be the Southland or the whack. I mean, when you're in and you're out, you know, our, our goal is always to try to get to that tournament and win that thing. Um, and that's been the one thing that's eluded me in my, my career here. Um, you know, it's 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 going to be a continuous goal and and, and, and what we want to strive for. But I do think that you have to look at the big picture and the big picture is, is that we want to we want to try to build a Conference USA team program like we have in the Southland and the WAC. I mean, if you year in and year out, if somebody told you, hey, you're going to finish in the top four and always have a chance to win a championship and always have a chance to be at the conference tournament champion, I think you'd sign up for that. And so that's and my goal and my aspirations of our program and our university is that's what we want to do. We want to continue to be very, very competitive and put ourselves in that conversation year in and year out. All right. Well, Coach, I appreciate you joining us. Uh, it's going to be a fun year this year. I really like uh, the way the schedule sets up. I'm looking forward to it. Obviously, a ton of games will be available for people to watch on ESPN+. Plus. If you can't get out, um, but tickets are on sale now for individual games, so fans can get in on that. We want to see everybody at Johnson Coliseum. We've got some interesting doubleheaders this year, too. Um, we haven't seen doubleheaders lately, and uh, so, you know, the guys and the girls playing at the same time, so some good opportunities for some fans to come out and really enjoy some Bearcat basketball. So, uh, Coach, appreciate you joining us. We'll look forward to the season. All right. Thanks for having me, JB. All right, well, that's going to do it for this week's episode. I want to thank Jason Hooten for coming in and joining us once again. Get your tickets if you don't have them. Basketball season is right around the corner. We'll be back next week to talk more Bearcat athletics here on BSN Extra. This week's episode is recorded in the all-new studios in the Wood Forest Bank Athletic Center. This episode was written and produced by Jason Barfield. All music is courtesy scottholmesmusic.com. This has been a presentation of the Bearcat Sports Network.